Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Well, we're waiting. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, to another exciting edition of the Cutting Out Early Podcast, episode number 35. Beautiful. Moving right along here in a gorgeous month of April that is uh, exceeding expectations, I would say. No complaints so far. It's it's another nice day. We are recording on April 13th, 2021, Max Major, Alex Newth. Zach Montgomery, thank you everyone for tuning in. Glad to have you guys aboard for another fun-filled episode. Uh, we have a lot to get into today. Today is a busy day. Um, obviously, there's the vaccine news, the Johnson & Johnson news, which came out the morning that we're recording right now, so that's kind of throwing everyone for a loop. Um, there's some other celebrity news that we want to get into as well. Actually, today's kind of a, uh, a, a little bit of a food show later. We have a couple of food topics that we do want to spend a little time on. So, uh, that's going to be fun as well. Uh, but before we do any of that, we have a, uh, a bit of a big sports news locally that I think, I think we want to spend a little time on. Of course it's the Red Wings. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's the lyrics version. <laughs> I forgot this was it. Uh, they finally gave us something to be excited we about. We have a big trade, and we have a very special guest, my brother, Alex Major, on the Zoom call. How's it going, Alex? It's good. Can you guys hear me? We can hear you perfect. Uh, thank you very much for joining in. Um, I've always wanted to get a guest on. Uh, we had one before, uh, but Alex was in the Alex Newth was in the studio. We have two Alexes on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Newth was in the studio. And we were able to do That's it with a good our name. Yeah, That's a good name. Clearly, we had uh, our cell phones working, but actually, the Zoom is working perfectly. Um, so, so this is good. But how's it going, Alex, today? Well, I mean, like. After all of those things you introduced, I could talk about all of those things. <laughs> stuff, Johnson and Johnson. That's the vaccine that I got. I mean, oh my there's God. all sorts of things. How do you, all sorts of things. How do you feel? I feel fine. How, how, <laughs> how, how do you feel about the news? I, I mean, uh, I the way I see it is it's six people out of almost seven million. Yeah. Um, we'll see if there's more. They don't know if that's. 100% linked to the Johnson and Johnson yet. It's just an abundance of caution, and I think it's just we'll wait. I, I honestly don't think they had to stop giving the vaccines, but I give them credit for doing it. Um, but anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. Coronavirus. Yeah, we want to get in. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Red Wings had a uh, pretty significant deal made right at the trading deadline. Uh, yesterday would have been the 12th, right? So it happened yesterday. And mm-hmm. Alex, I know that. Hockey is it's it's your sport. I mean, that's what you follow closely more than anything. 
and it's uh it's it's really honestly it's fascinating to know your level of knowledge with hockey especially with the with the Red Wings but can you summarize exactly what Iserman did and um pretty much I, I guess the details of the trade well I mean he obviously um knows how to manipulate the market and get a good deal for his assets because honestly if you look at the Red Wings right now uh who on their team is tradable for any sort of value I mean they traded a couple guys you'll see they traded Merrill I think for a fifth um they they basically bought a pick when they traded Lash off and they got a fourth round pick but really they don't have any big time assets that are gonna get big time returns except for I guess you could say Larkin, Mantha, and Bertuzzi, and they traded one of those guys. And they traded the one that I think is the best of the bunch to trade when it comes to the future of the Red Wings. I feel like Mantha is probably the least integral in the future of the Red Wings, and they got a great return. So for those of you who are tuning in who have not heard the trade, um, the Red Wings trade Anthony Mantha to the Washington Capitals, and in return they got two players, uh, Richard Panic, who is more of a throw-in for salary issues. Um, he's a 30-year-old kind of journeyman guy. He's not a bad player. He can bring some veteran presence to the team. Um, they got another player, Jake or Jakob Verana. Jakob Verana? That's going to be fun yep, for the play-by-play yep, guys. He, so <laughs> he, was, he was picked in the first round the year after Mantha was picked in the first round. And I believe he was 14. Overall, I could check that to be sure, but either way, he was—he's another highly thought of player. And if you look at his stats over the last, he was 13th overall in 2014. Um, two picks before Larkin, actually. Um, so he's wow. about Larkin's age. Um, if you look at the last couple of years, and you look at Mantha stats, and you look at Verana stats, they're almost identical when it comes down to the amount of goals and points. Um, Verona has had a 52-point season, and that was last year. Um, in that shortened season, it was 69 games. He had 52 points. Mantha's never cracked 50 points. Um, he's had 48 twice. He's had Mantha and Verona have both had a 24 and a 25 goal season. The stats almost wash each other out. So how did this trade? Um, so how does this trade make sense then? For, for I mean, I get uh, the Red Wings. It seems like got a. A really good deal, and it it seems like everybody I've listened to for the past 24 hours have agreed. This is something the Red Wings did that was just, like, really impressive for Iserman to pull off. So so what is the benefit there on the other side? So I I didn't even mention. So in addition to those things, they get a a a first-round pick this year. Now, it's Washington's pick, so it's going to be right near the end of the first round. But then they get a second-round pick next year. And we don't know. Washington could implode next year. You never know. So it's a second-round pick somewhere in the second round. So in addition to two players, including one that's very comparable, you get two very high draft picks. So that's that's why people think that it's such a good trade for the Red Wings. So where is it – why is Washington doing this, right? Yeah. So my theory and the theory that I've heard most often is they like the fact – that Mantha's under contract for three years. So Verana is a free agent. Now he's a restricted free agent, but he is a free agent after the end at the end of this year. He'll probably need a bump. He'll probably be making something close to what Mantha will be making into the future. But they don't have to worry about contract negotiations. Um, secondly, Mantha's a bigger player. Uh, he has a little bit more NHL experience. He's played a little bit longer. 
And the theory is, is Mantha has put up these numbers on a poor team in Detroit, where Verana has put up these numbers on a very good team in Washington. So you start thinking that maybe Mantha's numbers mean more than Verana's numbers. Verana might be a bit of a uh, byproduct of his situation, whereas Mantha, he might be putting up better numbers than Washington. So Washington is kind of pushing all their chips in. They're hoping for a Stanley Cup this year. Ovechkin's not getting any younger. They feel like Mantha will be better through the rest of this year, and he's under contract into the future it made sense for them that way. Do you think Mantha was looking to get out of here? Or, I mean, I mean, I guess that's tough to speculate, but it's, it's tough being surrounded by uh, a team that really is not going anywhere. And, and he is a good talent. And I would imagine that, that he wants to win. And, and maybe this is an opportunity for him to do that, but I, I'm just not sure if he was happy here, if he was just surrounded by uh, a mediocre team that I, to be honest with you, I don't know. I mean, I know it takes time to rebuild, but I it's just, you know, how long is enough? Like, you know, and enough is enough at some point, you got to say. Yeah, and it's all speculation. You have, you sure. have no idea. Uh, and I have no idea. I have no insight. I, I read things. I watch things. Uh, but I there's no insight about – there's no inklings that he was unhappy or anything like that. I mean, but putting myself in his shoes, I go from – a basement dweller who's you know on the upswing like sure there are some exciting young prospects uh mo cider is somebody who red wings fans need to be excited about he looks great so the future like there is a future in detroit it's just unfortunately going to be a few years out but if i was a guy like mantha yeah i'd love to go to a playoff team to have a chance to play with ovechkin and not be the guy on the team and the pressure's off a little bit he's going to be surrounded by talent he's not going to be going up against the first line, you know, the top defense of the opposing teams. I wouldn't be surprised to see, and I. this is not a hot take. I've heard a lot of people give this take, and I agree Uh-oh. with it. Here we go. Hot I take. Would, hot take. Hot no, take alert. No, I, I, <laughs> I would be – I'm expecting him to produce at a better rate than he did with the Red Wings and maybe significantly better. I could see him scoring 30 goals or, you know, topping 65, 70 points with Washington. Alex, but do you do you That was never going to happen here. Do you think that Iserman is is starting I don't want to say feel the heat, but is he on course for what you expected this team to do here in April of 2021 or are things maybe taking a little longer than he might want to go? I mean, in terms of just a spark of improvement or a spark of upside. I'm not talking about a Stanley Cup win, but there's there's got to be an an upswing at some point. So I'm just wondering if the course is what you think should be happening. So here's here's what I think about Iserman. And here's what a lot of people forget. This is Iserman's second season with the Wings. If you think about it, he hasn't he's only had one and a half seasons and the season he had before was shortened by COVID. And this one's already all wonky too. Um but he had so he's had two drafts so far. Um none of those players have made it to the league yet and it's not entirely his fault. Uh, Cider, this year, if it weren't for COVID, we would have seen him in the Red Wings uniform already. He was playing in Grand Rapids last year. He looked really good. Um, It would have been shocking for him to not get a call up this year. They put him to Sweden this year because they were playing and we weren't and they wanted to continue his development, but they have a rule there that you cannot come back and play in the North American leagues until after their season ends. He's still playing. He's in the playoffs. So, Iserman 
he is doing what he can. He is he was left with a very bare cupboard. Like I said, the only guys who realistically could bring a big trade return were the guys I mentioned, and he just traded one of them. Um, Athanasiu is sort of another one, and he got a couple second round picks for him too. Um, but it takes a while to rebuild a team, and people. It seems like Eiserman's been here for so long; he really hasn't. Yeah. Been. Um, there's, there's plenty of time left for him and what he's done. If you look at the drafts, he's got some players that look like they could be pretty good. So, I actually, uh, I have a question. Go for, for it. Yeah. Sure. So I, I heard some people talking that, uh, Jeff Blaschel, this might be his last, you know, go around with the Red Wings. Like his days are numbered. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on, uh, us moving on from Jeff Blaschel? Uh, well, Blaschel's contract's up at the end of this season, I believe. Uh, and Eiserman actually had extended him when he first got here. He gave him an extension toward until the end of this year. And I think really what that was is he knew the team wasn't going to be good. Um, Blaschel's here. There's no reason to hire in a new coach and then give him a total disaster of a franchise, really, because that's what that's what he has right now. Um, so I, I think Blaschel short, sort of gets the short end of the stick. I think he's a better coach than people realize. That being said... I don't think that he is the coach that will be winning with this team. Um, I think his days are numbered. I would not be surprised to see Iserman let him go at the end of the season. His contract's going to be up anyway. Yeah, I've heard some rumors, people saying that they could move him into like a front office position and keep him with the team. I don't know if there's any sort of truth to what that. Do you want? that I feel be. like he would want to coach again, but I mean, who he, knows? He might. I, I don't know, but I. So the other thing is though is I also want people to take caution. If, for some reason, he gets extended um, beyond this year, uh, it's not a death sentence. It doesn't mean that he's going to be here throughout the length of whatever extension he could get. He could be fired at any time. We've seen with Manta. Iserman signed him last summer. He spent seven months, roughly, and he's traded. So he's not afraid to cut ties with a move that he makes if he realizes it's not the right move. I think Blaschel's here until Iserman finds the coach that he wants to take the team moving forward. And if he doesn't have that coach this offseason, you could see a two-year extension or something like that for Blaschel. And it could be half a year. It could be a year. But I, I don't know. Personally, I do hope he's done after the end of this year because I'm just excited to move on and see who's next. Because um, I think that they could do better. Alex, uh, uh, Alex Newt, do you have any questions for Alex? I don't have any questions, but I do. I do want to circle back to your question about whether we think Iserman is underperforming yet. And I kind of have to agree with your brother that he's, you know, one, he hasn't had enough time to prove himself, but two, I think he already is showing major improvement in the team. If you look just at the Red Wings' record last season, they were what seventeen forty nine and five with an average goal differential of negative 1.7. And they've already improved their average goal differential this year by a whole goal. They're only losing games by an average of 0.7 uh, goals per game this year. And they've already won 15 games, so they're already almost at their total from last season. Yeah, they're not last. Last year they were so uh, – people talked about how historically bad they were last oh, year. God. And they're, they're <laughs> not this year. And whether or not that's just young guys – getting better i don't know i don't know exactly what it is he made a couple moves brought in a couple extra defensemen which now have been traded but um guys like ernie uh who was an iserman pickup has taken the team and he's now the leading goal scorer on this team um 
so I, I agree, Alex. I, I think that he has done a good job of improving the team with the limited assets that he's had. And I think there's a lot brighter days to come, but it's going to take patience. Yeah, I mean, at least we're in games this year. You know, you can watch the games and we are competitive. Yeah, we're 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 competing every game. I mean, we just had two big wins over Carolina in the last couple days. That was huge. And, I couldn't believe it. I really, and I mean, honestly, that's a reflection of Blashill too, which is why I don't think that if they kept Blashill, it's the end of the world. The fact that they are competing, that's day-to-day coaching. Like having played hockey, like you're not getting that from the general manager. It has to do with the, the team you bring in because you want a team that's going to respond, but it's coaching too. So that's like, yeah, even though I would move on from Blashill, he's not done a terrible job. He's been handed an impossible situation. Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah, I mean, um, one more thing, Alex, and I know this could be a uh, hot take, so I apologize for the uh, precursor, <laughs> but uh, some of these guys have given me crap for when I think the Red Wings are going to be... Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, Stanley Cup uh, bound, I should say, uh-huh. so without uh-huh. a, without influencing you in terms of what I've said in the past, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on when the Red Wings... I'm not going to say, uh, well... Is it win or just get there? You said they win the Stanley Cup. All right. When do you think? Th- when do you think they will win? If you can make a uh, a, a bold ass prediction or a uh, hot take. I know. I know. So it's so impossible because, like, even teams like Tampa, who have been the best team in the league over the past five years, didn't win until last year. So it's. But you it's can turn around. In, of... You can turn around in hockey in in a few. If you get all the pieces right, a few years, you're you're in. If, if everything goes as perfectly, you want me to, I mean, so easy. Well, I mean, I think hockey more than any other you... sport. Any other sport, I think hockey is the one sport where you can turn around in just a couple years and boom. No, you're, football. You're... Football. You think I so? Think I would say basketball, just because of how well, you know, quickly the players here. move around. Yeah, um, it, in basketball, it, it, I mean, you have to be in the right market to get the right player. But football is set up in a, in a way to really turn around a team. It's it's designed for that. Hockey, Look at Detroit. So. <laughs> Look we'll at see. Detroit. I, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just that's mismanagement. Well. But, okay, so as far as the Red Wings go, I, I and you're probably not going to like this, Max, but I'm going to say somewhere in the realm of 2029. Oh, oh three years past and, and, what you were saying. And, and so and oh. so here's here's my thought, okay? Look at a team like Colorado. And Colorado is a really good team. We can all agree they're one of the best teams in the league. And they've been one of the best teams for a couple years. Um, Just a couple years ago, and actually we were talking about this in the broadcast last night. Four years ago, they had the number, like, four overall pick. They had, like, 50-something points. Oh, so they were were in last place, right? So that's how they they got number four? They they may have been been last. I I think actually... Yeah, I think the lottery screwed them. <laughs> they got Cal, they, they Cal McCarr with that pick who's turned into one of the best young defensemen in the league. But if you look back beyond that, 2011, that's when they drafted Gabriel Landeskog, number two overall. He's their captain. Uh, 2013, you saw him draft Nathan McKinnon first overall, and he's one of the best players in the league. And they still haven't won a cup. So they've been bad for 10 years and they still haven't won a cup. So if you start looking at it, the Wings, they drafted a couple high picks. Like you start looking at Zadina, was 20, it was 2018. Uh, Cider was 2019. Raymond, 2020. And we don't know who they're going to draft this year. Um, so I think that's going to take a little bit of time for these guys to mature. I, I know Larkin is a good player. He is not on the level of like a McKinnon 
or a McDavid or yeah. a Crosby or anything. He's he's a good player on a championship team. He's a second line center, um, which is and he's a good second line center too. Don't get me wrong. I do really like Larkin, but that's why I just think it's going to take some time because okay. it's going to take time for them to not just get good, but then learn how to win beyond that. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be towards the end of this decade before they're winning a cup. Now that doesn't mean we're not having exciting hockey before then. I think we can see the Wings in the playoffs in two to three years. I just don't think you're seeing like a real bid. You might see them shoot up and be in the conference finals or something like that. But I don't think you're gonna see them really have a chance to win until closer to 2029, 28, 29, 30, somewhere in there. Yeah, I saw I saw an interesting graphic a couple months ago, and remarkably, I somehow just found it again. Um, <laughs> it's a mirror. Uh, never, he never can trust that's going to happen <laughs> on Reddit. And it it was a uh, it was a post that tallied all the playoff wins for every franchise over the last twenty years, and then compared it to how many Stanley Cups they've won over the last twenty years. And no team with less than fifty playoff wins over the last twenty seasons has won a Stanley Cup. So, like, you have Toronto. They've had 45 playoff wins over the last 20 years. No cups. Um, so, I think this kind of goes to what you're saying, Alex, that not only do they need to get to the playoffs, but the NHL is not really a league where you can make the playoffs and, you know, for the first time in a couple of years and really have a real shot at the cup. I guess Vegas might kind of be the exception to that um, with their inaugural year. But, um, I mean, it's, it takes some sustained success to get back to that level. And while we, the Red Wings, have 97 playoff wins in the last 20 years, we're kind of starting from scratch here. We're not really building yep. off that. Yeah, and Vegas is an anomaly because they pulled players from all over the place. Um, that's a that's a completely unique situation that can't be mirrored by any other team except Seattle coming up. And we'll see if Seattle does it as well as Vegas does. I doubt they're going to be able to considering – People saw how Vegas did it. They hoarded a whole bunch of draft picks. They made trades. Um, they had to do with the expansion draft. Basically, people would give them picks to not take certain players. Like, there's all sorts of crazy things. I don't think you're going to see that quite as much with Seattle this time. Um, but yeah, no, I totally agree. It's going to take a little bit of time for them to win. They're building off. There's no one left on the team except for maybe Helm. I don't know if there's anyone else that won a cup on this team. Um, at least with the wings, I, can't I don't know. think of anybody. Um, so, either it's way, all new. It's, it's all new. Yeah, it's, new territory. it's all new players. They're going to need to learn how to win. It's going to take them a little while to do it. It'd uh, be nice I'm to looking watch. Forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. There's some really good players coming out um, in the drafts in the next couple of years. Um, Shane Wright, Matt Savoie, or whatever his name is. Uh, Brad Lambert, all in the 2022 draft. Oh, Top boy. three is going to be loaded. Uh, Connor Connor Bedard in the 2023 draft is supposed to be the next phenom too. So there's a whole yeah. bunch of good players. Unfortunately, this year I don't. There's not that one guy. Maybe we can get Datsuk to come out, come back, and start playing. Again. He's still playing. He's <laughs> I still know playing. he's gonna come back. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be incredible. <laughs> yeah, um, I was gonna say it'd be nice to watch some hockey, some meaningful hockey on Memorial Day again. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. Uh, I would love that too. Uh, Alex we'll Major, get there. we'll get there, guys. The, the hockey guru, we uh, always appreciate. We'll have you on again because this worked out perfect, and uh, we will uh, we'll meet up again. And we uh, very much appreciate it. Hey, whenever we can talk about food if you want. To yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you on. We'll get you on. Have a good one. I appreciate it. Sounds good. <laughs> yep. Talk to you guys later. Thanks. Take care. Yep. Bye.
Uh, that is Alex Major. Hey, I, he really he knows his stuff. I, I I'm blown away by it. I mean, he knows good amount of all sports, but when it comes to hockey, he really dives deep. He was naming those draft picks off like in the future. I was like, I would have no idea. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That was good. No, that was great. Uh, we really appreciate it. Oh, that was great. That. I think we have our new uh, Red Wings analyst. We'll have to <laughs> throw it to him in the field more often. <laughs> I would say so. It's uh, it's it's nice to have somebody who can break it down like that. But I mean, hey, you know what? I'm 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 excited for the future. I know that my my prediction's a little sooner than his. No, it's fine. That's <laughs> why they call it a hot take. A lot sooner. A lot sooner. Three years. That's why they call it a hot take. It's okay. It's okay. Um. By the way, uh, rest in peace to DMX over the weekend, which, uh, man, he, he went. His, he and his 15 kids went to see him in the in the vegetative state. 15? Yeah, 15 kids with, I think, 11 oh women, I think. Right? I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, I wasn't a big fan, so. Yeah, I don't know where you're getting your stats. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not going crazy. It's not a, I mean, a stat like it's a sport. <laughs> 11 women? Um, let me, let me double check. Oh my gosh. Um. Zach doesn't even know 11 women. (laughs) I can't even count to 11. (laughs) Not a fan? What? Honestly, I was, I don't know. He, he must have made a big splash in the 90s because I wasn't a, uh, a big fan of his <laughs> at all. I didn't really know to, know him too well, I guess I should say. Uh, 15 kids. Um, I'm not sure exactly how many women. I thought it was 11. I swear to you, it was either 9 or 11. But uh, anyway, um, passed away. I mean, yeah, he, of course, was bigger in the 90s, but I don't know. I like that 90s hip-hop scene. I, I always got into it on Backspin on Sirius XM, and <laughs> I, I loved it. But um, rest in peace to uh, to DMX uh, and Prince Philip, I should say. Uh, and uh, On the I, same day. I know. Isn't that crazy? Gonna About be 500 years apart. <laughs> <laughs> did Alex, did you see the, um, the, the cold open to the SNL this past weekend? Yeah, I did. That was really funny. I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, <laughs> should I play it? Um, so, some of it, if you have a clip you want to play, I wouldn't play all of it. Well, okay. First of all, the, <laughs> the reason I bring that up is because the cold open was like, uh, they were at this, like, uh, I don't know, a local news station in Minnesota. I think it was Oh, Minnesota. Yeah. And they were uh, talking about some of the current events and <laughs> it was like, uh, one person was saying like, we had a, a, a prince die over the, over the weekend. And they were like, yes, DMX passed away. I'm like, well, no, I, I meant Prince Philip. It did <laughs> seem like that though. <laughs> It seems like they were talking about the uh, the uh, the DMX more than uh, Prince Philip, which is kind of shocking. Yeah, but what what has Prince Philip done other than being in the hospital? For what has DMX done? Well, <laughs> what do you mean what has DMX he's done? Put out he's some, music yeah, he's he's been a part of most people's lives more than Prince Philip, at least in the United States. I guess that's true. <laughs> um. Anyway, it was uh, it was it was good, but I because SNL talked about that, and I got to admit, Alex, I don't know if you agree. Did you see it, Zach? No, I didn't get to see it. Uh, I thought that SNL was the best of the season. I, I really did. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was really good. I agree. I'd have to go back and think about it. I don't know if I think it's the best, but it, it was excellent. Did you like when uh, Bowen Yang played the, uh, the iceberg that sunk the Titanic? <laughs> I, it, 
it was the stupidest thing ever, but it worked. It was so funny. It worked. It worked great. But it was like the most random thing. Like, yeah, he, he was dressed as an iceberg on Weekend Update, comes on Weekend Update and, and, and gives a spiel about he was the victim. And he was just minding his own business, and all of a sudden this ship comes out of nowhere <laughs> and, and knocks a huge chunk of him off. I mean, nobody thinks about the iceberg. How does the iceberg feel? <laughs> Um, I that picture bit was was perfect too. The uh the, the it was the first skit, um after the uh, monologue and it was like what's wrong with this picture and it was the most obvious thing in these it was a game show and the and the game show contestants were complete idiots and uh, chaos ensues. Uh, yeah, that's a recurring bit that they do and yeah, I mean it's it's one of my favorites. But they did a great job and it was just strange to see someone other than Keenan host a game show skit. <laughs> He, what do you mean? He hosted? No, no, no. the The host of the show hosted the game show skit. Not the funny, not the picture one. Yeah. What are you talking about? Keenan was the host. Alex, he was. You are so wrong on this. Pull it up. <laughs> Wait a second. Maybe I'm Alex. thinking of a game. Oh, I'm thinking of a game show skit from last week. Oh God, Alex! Come on. I'm now. sorry. You're doing the listeners wrong. Wait, who hosted this last weekend? Uh, that person that I never heard of. The um. Oh, Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, That's Carrie right. Mulligan. Carrie what, Mulligan. What does she do? What is she in? She, she. The only thing I know her was she was in um, what um, the uh. She was in the Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby. I mean, but who is it? I mean, is that is that her biggest role ever? The the supporting actress in the Great Gatsby. <laughs> no, she's been in a couple other more serious things. I'm not very familiar, but. I know she's been in some big stuff. I'm thinking of Daniel Kaluuya, who hosted two weeks ago, okay. and he had a game show that I thought was really funny. Do you know oh. what I'm talking about, where he like tries to convince his family members to get the vaccine? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. And so <laughs> he hosted this game show. So that was strange to see someone other than Keenan host a game show last week or two weeks ago. Keenan, uh, he is the best game show host. He, he's a staple. I mean, he really is. That's That's his thing. Um, <laughs> Zach, this is uh the cold open though. Eye on Minnesota. And welcome to KDBD Midday News. Eye on Minnesota. It's been a tough week for news. There's so much to get into. But first, we start with the trial of Derek Chauvin. Yes, and I, I just want to say this has been highly emotional for everybody. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, watching this trial brought back so many bad feelings from last summer. I know. I felt myself getting angry all over again. Absolutely. Well, I I thought the prosecution did an excellent job questioning the medical examiner. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Sure did. Yep, yep. Yep. Yeah, but but the video footage alone should tell you everything mm -hmm. you need to know about what happened. One hundred percent. Okay, but and hopefully justice will be served. That'd be nice. God willing. Sounds like we all agree there's no way Derek Chauvin walks away from this. <laughs> okay, wait, wait a second. You you guys aren't buying into Chauvin's defense, are you? Of course not. I mean, the defense trying to make a case that George Floyd's drug use was somehow responsible was just deplorable. It was a clear act of desperation to create doubt where there is none. Exactly, and there's no way the jury's gonna fall for that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. that. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, so what are you guys trying to say? Look, y'all seem like good people. L let's just say, <laughs> let's just say we've seen this movie before. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. I think skepticism of the legal process is valid. That's go. all we're saying. Yeah, historically, police have gotten away in other cases like yep. this. Historically? She means every single time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But uh, after all the 
all the protests that happened last summer. There's no way mm. this doesn't go the way we hope. She means well. I don't well. know what she's she talking about. Well. <laughs> okay, hang on, hang she on. means you well. You guys can at least admit this country has made a lot of progress recently, yeah? For who? When? Yeah, maybe don't go there, Craig. No, 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 please. Go there, Craig. Yes. Yes. I do want to hear what Craig Jorgensen has to say about the experience. Okay, look. I want to choose my words carefully here. So to quote Thomas Jefferson... Let's get another opinion on this. Yeah, yeah, let's ask our weatherman, Calvin. Yeah, let's ask Calvin. Mm -hmm. Calvin! Man, don't put me into this mess. <laughs> you know, I'm still in hot water for being in that Paul Pierce video. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Pierce video? Anyway, that was a great video. It goes on and on, but... <laughs> I think it gets better later on. It's I don't know. I, I that was a good one. There was a bunch of other good ones. So I, I props to SNL this week. I I thought they did a very good job. As somebody who's very critical of them, uh, I I I give them the thumbs up. At least it's very week. critical, but you watch them religiously. Of course. <laughs> well, you you have to watch SNL. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on. It's a great show. Come on. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, the big news today is is the vaccine madness. Is that what you called it, Zach? Vac vaccine madness. Vaccine. So we've moved from March madness to vaccine madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a natural progression, I guess. Um, my shot was supposed to be today. Uh, oh, yeah. I will admit that uh, on the air. And uh, I got a uh, call from the uh, pharmacy and said. You'll that, admit that? Why do you have to admit that? Well, I don't, I'm, I don't know. It's just I don't, do people, some people maybe don't like talking about their medical history or vaccinations. But it doesn't seem like with this because everyone breaks. Hey guys, look at Max. It. He believes in the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> the point I is, loser. I flex mine all the time. It's okay, Max. The point is, uh, yeah, you make people feel shitty who don't have it. <laughs> Ugh, I got the vaccine. Here's my car. Here's my passport. <laughs> Can you get to the Bills game? Yeah, <laughs> not looking good. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I was supposed to get it. I got a call from the pharmacy a couple hours before, and they said we're not doing it today because it was a J and J, and it's been uh, suspended uh, for uh, these certain issues that have arose and uh, cerebral venous sinus thrombosis. What? What? Can you in layman's terms? It's like a blood clot in well, kind of your head, but like the the vein side of your brain. Do you know anything about it beyond that? I mean, yeah, but like <laughs> anything for the listeners to know. I mean, I don't know. I'm I don't. Just say, I, I'm, I'm just no. Saying, I mean, I don't know. No, no. It's a I don't, very I don't rare... have a medical degree. I can't. I'm not. A, I can't have a take on this kind of it's, stuff. It's a very rare blood clot, from my understanding, and this is just from watching and reading a lot today. So. Six and in, in six point nine million people have this issue. So it's very, 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 very rare. <laughs> I see. And six out of the almost seven million people vaccinated with the J and J shot, I think it was about seven million yeah. so far. And six people have gotten it. So anyway, they've they've paused it and Which and, which just to put into perspective is like super rare. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like the the you know, chance of blood clot for like birth control is like one in a thousand or so. It, um, I mean, in in the defense of this, it, it's a different type of blood clot. This one's a little bit more serious because it involves your brain. So right, right, yeah, it it is more serious. But, I think I saw that one of the women who had it died, right, and another is in critical condition. I mean, not yeah. that other blood clots aren't dangerous, but yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But I'm just worried that this is going to have some ripple effect where people who may have been skeptical of the vaccine, uh, this is pretty much going to 
reassure them of their skepticism and maybe just take longer in general to get these things out there. Yeah. You know, I, that's that's what I'm worried about. And and who knows how long the pause is going to last because there there's so many appointments where people had the, the J&J shot ready to go and then it, it's canceled. Like me, I'm the perfect example. Yeah. Well, I, I I think a big thing is too is they're not they're not too concerned about this for everybody. It's like I I was just doing the math. It's like eight point something times ten to the negative five percent people actually yeah. uh, get this. But they they want uh it sounds like they want the doctors to be aware of this just in case it does happen and like inform them to look out for it if it you know if something crazy is happening. So so this pause shouldn't last too long no i i can't imagine it will they had a similar thing happen in europe with the astrazeneca vaccine and it was actually more common it was uh 222 out of 34 million which sounds ridiculous still but it is it's a higher percentage than what we have a slightly higher percentage (laughs) but they're both very 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 low percentage exactly it was a a clotting issue i I don't know exactly what but they ended up going through with it anyway despite the concerns because so they didn't pause it no, they did pause it, and oh, then they they, pa- but then they decided to keep going eventually. Do you know how long it was paused for? That I do not know. Do you know how long, Alex? I do not know. I'm kind of curious, because I wonder if that's going to be a similar time frame here. I, I just, I, I think right now, and I'm sure it is, but this should be just, like, priority number one. I don't know why they waited till tomorrow to meet. I, I know that, that they said, like, the, the CDC's meeting tomorrow I mean, you to can still get it. you can still get Pfizer or Moderna. I, I understand, of course, but, I mean, you're, you're taking out, uh, it, I mean, I don't know the actual distribution numbers, but maybe a third, maybe a little more, maybe a little less of the vaccines that are available in the U.S. Plus, it's the one shot, so one vaccine is going to do, or one shot will do what two shots of the, the Pfizer or Moderna do. True. So so that's a, that's a blow right there. Uh, so I... I just hope they figure it out and, and, and move along and get it back, you know, distributed into people's arms quickly. So, yeah, I was, I was reading that the J and J especially is a vaccine that is going to be given to a lot of people who are already kind of vaccine conscious or like, like say for example, the homeless population was kind of tagged for getting J and J because it's a lot harder to track them down for a second dose. Um, yeah. Or like college kids who, you can uh, get them the one dose while they're on campus before they go back home and you don't have to worry about travel and all that kind of thing. Um, so it's definitely a concern that they decided to, to pause it like this. Um, I will say I, I would prefer that they not consider all these policy uh, considerations when deciding medical information or you know medical decisions, but, but at the same time, it, it does seem a little bit overzealous. Um, but I'm, I don't know. I'm not the doctor. I'm not the CDC. Um, <laughs> well, um, you the, don't have a medical degree either. <laughs> nobody here does. No. <laughs> Somebody's closer than others. Uh, but is he though? Alex? <laughs> is it Alex? I guess we're not sure. Uh, so the NFL has stepped into the fray requiring uh, employees. I'm a doctor too. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL is requiring I, you know, I didn't know this until right now. Requiring their employees to have the vaccine unless they have extenuating circumstances, or, like medical or religious concerns, or they lose level one clearance. Yeah. What does, res- that, what does that even mean? They Just- restrict their access to the team. And it's basically them saying that without your vaccine, without some kind of what the exact words they use, bona fide medical or religious ground mm-hmm. for not doing so, uh, you lose your level, your tier one and tier two access. 
So you won't be allowed on like the restricted areas, essentially. And what are the, the buf- what are the Buffalo Bills doing? And then the Buffalo Bills, so they kind of almost took it a little step further, and they they are allowing. So they're I think it's their the Erie County executive came out and said that the Buffalo Bills will have full capacity at their stadium in the fall, but they will require their fans to have a vaccine passport to prove that they had the vaccine, and you will not be allowed in no matter what if you haven't had the vaccine. So, so they're demanding it for their for their customers or their fans. Exactly. But they will exactly. have a full stadium. Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of interesting. You know, it, it, I, I feel like some people are a little, you know, pushed back by it. Like, oh, you're forcing me to get the vaccine. I, I don't think it's that cut and dry because you don't have to go to the football game. Well, you know, sure. But and it's an it's a business. It's a private business. Exactly. I mean, I mean, but, you know, I mean, who know? I mean, who knows what other teams will do this, what other businesses will do it and and how how far it carries over into other areas of life. You know, well, maybe. I mean, but wouldn't you be more I'd be. If the Lions did this, I'd go to a Lions game in the fall. Oh sure. I mean, I, 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 I mean, pers- me personally, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely, I would. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's preventing you. And I, we, we kind of talked about this before the show. I don't think it will. It's not like a slippery slope too much because at the end of the day, the the Buffalo Bills are a business, and you're not going to want to restrict your customers to come. You know, for indefinitely. I think yeah. now there's some extenuating circumstances going on, and it makes sense for them to do this, but. And in the long run, they're going to make more money if they can have a full stadium versus a half-filled stadium. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Plus, this is the Bills I mean, fight song, by the way, for plus, everyone who didn't know. <laughs> plus, what I like about this is that uh, kids under 16 might not be eligible in time for the season to start, so you could have like an adults-only football game. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> And especially for Bill's Mafia, with how crazy they go on their tailgates. <laughs> Don't have to worry about the annoying kids yelling. Well, everyone's yelling and screaming at a football game. Yeah. <laughs> I know if what anything, you mean, you don't have to worry about the kids not screaming. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is might this? be the greatest year ever to go to a Bill's game. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't take it. Is that worse than forward down the field? <laughs> no, I like forward down the field better. That's much better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that's great, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I, you know, I, I could see another other teams doing it, but uh, I, I guess we'll see. Everyone's got to have those uh, I would imagine, vaccine passports. I would imagine it's probably going to be the standard for the NFL. I think the NFL yeah. has kind of set it up so that yeah. they have to. Like, they're, they're mandating their employees to get it. So now that their employees get it, they're going to be like, okay, now our fans have to get it. And I, I think Alex is right that in order to fill the stadiums, they feel like they need to have, uh, you know, vac- you know, everyone vaccinated, and they're going to make more money if they can fill the stadiums with everyone vaccinated. Sure. So it's probably you know a good decision for them business wise too, especially for this coming year. I mean, at the at the, the bottom line is all about dollars and cents, right? So yeah. they they probably realize that this is the way they're going to make the most profit after a a, a tough year last year. Uh, they can recoup with this format. Exactly. So, who's going to stop them, you know? I'd go to a game if the Lions did this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are they going to require masks? Well, I mean, you got to get you got to get your vaccine first. Well, yeah, i, I got to figure it out. If you ever can. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Are they going to require masks? Did they say that in a story? Oh, I don't know. That I don't know. I think that'll depend on local policy, probably, I would imagine. I think I think the CDC still recommends wearing a mask and social distancing even after you're vaccinated. So I would imagine they'll probably still require masks. Well, sure, but this is many, many months away. I mean, there's, there's got to be a point when that's not going to be the recommendation anymore. I hope so, at least. Yeah, I would hope so, too. <laughs> I mean, we can't just be wearing masks indefinitely. Yeah. Some people may want to, but... I don't i wear one but (laughs) i don't have to love it all the time especially no absolutely um before we get out of the uh sports realm and uh we will because there is a lot to get into today uh we got to mention the tigers and i know i know i know that the tigers are not uh well they don't even have a winning record right now but we have four and six (laughs) four and six they play tonight too i don't know what time they're playing yeah they do i'm uh where are they right now are they in minnesota no they're in houston oh they're in houston okay so they're playing i'm probably eight o'clock yeah yep 8 10 p.m uh so they uh right now had a pretty good win last night over the uh, cheating houston astros (laughs) the big cheater well well, we have their coach now so who's the real (laughs) He's paid his dues. I mean, he's just one person. That's a franchise. That's a that's a systematic problem, a systemic <laughs> problem within the franchise. I think most people blame the players more than the manager anyway. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah, you're, you're right, Max. The Tigers had a big win last night. Casey Mize <laughs> got his first career win as yes. a Tiger. Uh, he pitched really well, too, right? Yeah, Badu yeah, hit a did. home run and then could have had a triple but thought it was a home run, so Badoo. it was only a double. Badu. Badu hit a bomb, too. It was a 450-footer. He, he nailed it. I was hearing Valeni talk about it this afternoon. And, yeah, first of all, Mize had an outstanding start. He went he went into the seventh, uh, at least seven. I can't remember if he was taken out in the inning or between them. But, uh, yeah, Badu with a fantastic home run. And now I've seen him play before this season. He's been the spark. He has been the guy that you want to watch up to bat. Really. He really is. And he can throw. Do you, do you have a Badooner? <laughs> oh <my God>. Stop. <laughs> That's what they're calling it. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Badooner. I have to apologize. <laughs> I, who's I like who's it. calling it that? <laughs> the, the radio, radio, the radio show? The radio, yeah. No, all the radio hosts are calling it a Badooner. Yeah, yeah, we're not letting that catch on. Why not? I think it's kind of funny. Eh, I kind of like it. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I like that, Zach. That's great. <laughs> Uh, he was a Rule 5 draft pick. We talked about him a little bit last week. Uh, he was picked off the twin scrap heap, and, then, and uh, here he is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, He's lighting it up right now. Well, I mean, this is the fun part of baseball where they play so many games and people get people can get hot in baseball. You, you just get on an incredible streak. It happens. Uh, we've seen it happen with plenty of players, and it doesn't always last. That's the problem. That so, is true. Is we'll this, this, this going to last? Is it going to fade away? He's batting uh, 368 right now. It's so. unbelievable. Three home runs through 10 really? games. He was batting yeah. 500 last week. So. Oh, oh yeah, that's dropping true. quick. That's a <laughs> oh, big yeah. drop off. That's a, that's a, <laughs> a sell, point, sell, sell. A point three, a point one three two drop in batting percentage. In a week. 
Unbelievable. In a week. Unbel- in a week. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, so it's the hot and cold thing. But- it, it's funny because, yeah, last week they were with the Tigers, I, or not even last week, yesterday before the game, everyone was talking about, all oh, the Tigers suck. Uh, they have the second worst offense in the MLB. They have the second worst defense. And then they had the highest uh, score differential in the league. And everyone was like, when are they finally going to turn it around and blah, blah, blah. And then they go out and they, they were on a four-game losing streak. And then they go out and beat the Astros. Uh, and now they're uh, suddenly it's, you know, we're back. Oh, we got everyone's a big Badoo fan. I got to get used to saying his name. And then Casey <laughs> and then Casey Mize comes out and has a good start. So now everyone's high on the uh, on the Tigers. You know, it was it's Go funny. get them, Tiger. Exactly. It's wow. funny. <laughs> It's funny how one game can make such a difference locally. I missed baseball. Well, I we agree. still are last in the central, just so everyone knows. <laughs> but we're only a game and a half back, so. But we're having fun. Yeah, and that's our, what matters. If our young stars are showing up, or young not stars, but young players are showing up in these games, it, it makes it more interesting. That's for sure. Could be a star. Could be. Yeah, a star. maybe maybe they'll be like the Red Wings. We're not quite there, but at least competitive for the season. That'd be nice. Uh, I'm one of the 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 uh, I don't want to say weird fans, but maybe not the most average fan. Where I I love watching a, a a good pitcher. If if there's a if there's a pitcher performing well, I'd rather watch that as opposed to like a a, a good a batter or something. The offense, you know, I love watching solid pitching. I love those like nine pitch innings and uh, those those good plays that he makes. He made some good plays at first base too. Casey Mize running over there, so he he was impressive. And, yeah. and that right there, that has a lot more of long-term potential as opposed to Badoo, which you know could be a flash in the pan. Well, it's no, hoping not, but there's really no way to tell right now. We can just Absolutely. we can I've, just enjoy the ride I mean, and the, take our take our Badooners. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, hey, Badooners. Badooners. Badoners. No Badooners. Badooners. Yeah. Take our Badooners and, and ride it along as, as long as we can right now. And, don't don't and include enjoy. me in this. <laughs> You're part of the his show. Name, his name is incredible. If anything, I want him to Akil. succeed just for his name. Akil Badoo. <laughs> he's a great interview, too. Oh, he, oh, yeah. After the games, he he loves talking. I love it. Oh, yeah. He, Interesting. He's into it. Yeah. We need somebody. Yeah, we do. Anybody, please. <laughs> Can we just get one good team? Yeah. One oh, good man. team. Well, then we had Eisenman making a trade, and we got I like the, the, it. Ti- or the Lions should be on the up. It seems you know somebody's making some good moves over there too. So maybe we're we're on the uh, we're this next decade for us will be pretty good. When is the draft uh, for the NFL? April. April. Yeah, it's, it's coming. Wait, yeah, it's, it's like, April. It's got to be soon. It's got to be. Coming oh, time up. flies, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yes, it is April 29th. April 29th? Yep. That is a Thursday. Thursday 16 night. days from now. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, well, that's around the corner. Uh, so I'm sure we'll be talking about that in a few weeks or so. I. This is just me. I I don't like draft talk. It, it, I mean, it's fun a little bit. I, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm the oddball, but I just think it's like, just wait till they pick the person. And then analyze them. Then I'll spend all show talking about that player. They, they you can spend so much time analyzing, like, ooh, what are they going to do here? What are they going to do here? I, I, I mean, radio shows that here they spend like, I don't, I can't tell you how many shows are dedicated to analyzing what they could potentially do in the draft. You know, it's kind of ridiculous. Well, they started the they started the day after the college football season ends, pretty much. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. So it goes from like January all the way until April. It's it's longer than the real season. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, pretty close. It's the second biggest sport in the country behind <laughs> the NFL, above everything else. I mean, people it's crazy. love it. So it, yeah, it's we we can get into that once once the draft actually happens. But yeah, I don't want to spend time talking about four different quarterbacks and we choose no. a linebacker in the first round. <laughs> um, well, the uh, with the sports betting and everything going on, the casinos are doing great uh, in Detroit. The numbers came out today. $114 million in March revenue. That's the three casinos combined uh, for March, which was, I mean, obviously a huge increase over the same time last year when they closed mid-month, it says, because of COVID. Uh, so $113.8 million in monthly aggregate revenue last month. And, I mean, they still have certain protocols uh, for COVID. I mean, they have a ton of capacity restrictions, and uh, they're still, you know, doing temperature checks and, and making sure everything's safe. So it's not like these things are just packed. You think it's all the sports betting? Well, no, the, I see here it's only $3 million from sports betting. Yeah, and really? The online betting is not even included in that. That's in a different report. Wow. So, so the online betting numbers came out like a few weeks ago, I remember. Uh, but table games and slot machines for all three casinos combined was just under 111 million in revenue. Uh, so I mean, think about revenue according. Still got to get your fix in gambling, even if you got to <laughs> die trying. Compared to how much was bet, uh, but that was released today. And then, yeah, like you said, Alex, retail sports betting was three million, and that's not including the phones, like like Alex said. So that's just people going downtown and placing bets in person. And and the the phone revenue is 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 different uh i'm not i can't remember the numbers how it compared uh but revenue tied to online gambling and sports betting which began in michigan in january like i said yeah separate um revenue from table games and slots at the three casinos rose 93 percent year over year which is crazy but then again because of covid um that's what happens <laughs> Um, MGM has the most at, wow, this is actually pretty close, 43.2 million, uh, then Motor City at 42 million, that's very close. I haven't been to either of those. Uh, you haven't? No, I haven't been to either. Uh, have you been, to, you've been to Greek Town? Yeah, yeah, I've been to Greek Town. Greek Town's the lowest at 25.6 million. Really? Yeah. I feel like it has the best location, though. Oh, it does. But, I think, like, real gamblers like to go to the other ones. Okay. Like, because they're more... They're bigger, maybe, and they have... I have no idea. I, I actually don't know why Greektown's way lower. That's the one without Barstool, too. At, at Greektown, yeah. 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 Interesting. Uh, so, and also, revenue rose 28.2% from February, which they were open just like they are now, so... Uh, they're doing great. Uh, a good time to be in the casino business, I guess. <laughs> uh, I guess any time is a good time to be in the casino business, where you have a guarantee win. You're you're probably doing pretty good. <laughs> So so that's going on, and with the sports betting, I'm sure that's uh, you know honestly, I feel like sports betting at least before it was on mobile, it probably drew some people down to the casinos to to play sports bet, and then you know well they're there, play a little blackjack, play a little <laughs> slots, you know. So I'm sure that bumped it up in general as well. So yeah, absolutely, you can look at the numbers like that. Uh, okay, so we have uh some sad news to report. The better made CEO. Salvatore Cipriano has died at 80 years old. What a uh, disaster. He finalizes the death triangle of Prince Philip and DMX. Now we have Salvatore <laughs> Cipriano uh, at 80 years old. So rest in peace. Uh, long stint Detroit business. We all know better, man. I mean, <laughs> come on, Detroit staple. Absolutely. So that got us a thing. By the way, he died today, Tuesday, from heart failure at um, age 80. 
Heart and failure. Yeah. Well, that's not a very good. Uh, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> <Not a cheap laughs> that'll, that'll help you sell deep fried potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers to the family. <laughs> we love your chips. Believe us. We're not taking. I know. I know. We seem we're, not, we're not far behind you. <laughs> we don't mean to be crass. We love the chips. Uh, but he was a CEO for uh, 10 years. He was a second generation to lead. Better made where he'd worked for decades. His father was Peter Cipriano. His father co founded the company um, with um, Cross Morisi, Mosseri. I'm sorry, Cross Mosseri, 90 years ago. They've been Italian names? 90 years, yeah. Italian company. Better made. Didn't you know Italians make the best potato chips? I guess not. (laughs) Uh, So um, that kind of got us to thinking. Now we have in in this area, I think some of the some of the best chips around. I I am very partial to some of them. So that got us to thinking: what is the all time greatest chip that you had to select? And I'm I'm very curious to hear your guys' thoughts. I know. Can, I, make, on can I take a guess at yours, Max? Sure. Better made barbecue. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I know, I know, I know. It's standard, it's basic, but there is absolutely no chip in the world. Tortilla, potato, uh, corn chip, anything. Uh, it's You just named two different types of chips twice. <laughs> Multi-grain, whatever chip, whatever they make chips out of, I don't care. Better made perfect. Kale. <laughs> sure. Sweet potato. Uh, veggie chips. Blue corn. Blue corn. Blue corn. Ooh, I like blue corn. Uh, veg, uh, the Better Made barbecue chip is the best chip. Is the best chip ever. There's no question about it. Now, it's the best barbecue for sure. It is 100 times better than Lay's barbecue or any other kind of barbecue. It's a, it's a unique flavor for barbecue, too. It's, it's not it's, the same. It's perfect. Now, this is what I will say. I think, and this is something that I do want to say before I hear you guys take uh, are you guys familiar with the Better Made Rainbow Chips? Yeah, the ones that yeah, are like they're so good, o- overdone. Right, the the well done. First of all, I think a lot of foods out there need to be served well done. Cheez Its has done it. They've put out a well done Cheez It. I always like the the toasty. Cheese. That's the, that's all I buy. It's the best. Uh, Better Better Made's done it. And actually, back back in the day, uh, steak. The, steak's the one exception. That's <laughs> I'm talking about Whoa. like snack food. That's a dangerous category. <laughs> Back like 50 years ago or whenever, before they actually put uh, rainbow chips in a bag on the shelves at your favorite grocery store, they actually just sold them as uh, like like bad chips in loose bags like in a factory. Like you go down to the factory and it's like, oh, we have rainbow chips, the ones that didn't make the cut. We've bagged them up for you and here you go. It was an unofficial chip, but people loved them, so they, they made them and put them on the shelves. What I think, and I love them, by the way, I love, I love the rainbow chips, and that's a close one to, to my barbecue. <laughs> but here's what I will say, and better made anybody out there during this time of mourning and grief, I hope you're listening to the show, and if anyone knows a person at Better Made, please let them know. They need to create a rainbow barbecue chip. I think that would sell like hotcakes. That would sell more than anything. A rainbow barbecue chip. Sign me up. Get it done. Somebody write the letters. Somebody call the phones. Make it happen where do they, where now. Do they, where do they make these? In Detroit, on Gratiot. Oh, on Gratiot. That yeah. is where they make them. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, drive, I drive past it sometimes. I was wondering if they actually do it there or it's something still else. still going. Yeah. That's it. Interesting. But can, can somebody please do this? 
Please. <laughs> if I have to go down there and, and pitch to the to, to whoever's at the front desk, I'll get to the most important person in the company and tell them the people want better made barbecue rainbow chips. A rainbow chip variety, barbecue being the first I'm one. I'm sure you could get it if you went down there somehow. They got to have like the overdone barbecue chips. That don't make the no, cut. No, 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 because... They put no. the powder on after they bake them, Zach. <laughs> exactly. Come on, Zach. I'm going to search my whole life. Potato chips do you want to take back that statement, or do you want to think about it a little bit? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't really care, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wish it would happen. Okay, what would you guys say is your favorite chip of all time? My favorite chip? It, I don't need too many chips. That's a, this is a bad topic for me, but I, I like the uh, Better Made Barbecue is pretty good. I will say that, but I do like the uh, Doritos Cool Ranch. Cool oh, Ranch yeah? Doritos. Yeah. Doritos Cool Ranch. Yeah. More than the uh, nacho cheese? Oh, yeah. Way more than the nacho cheese. What about just a plain old Ooh. tortilla chips? Like like the Garden Fresh in no. the in the, in the uh, orange bag at Kroger? No. You don't like those? I mean, I do, but I, I they're, they're not better than the Cool Ranch or even the nacho okay. Dorito. Yeah. Okay. Alex, what do you say? Oh, <laughs> well, you took the barbecue chip. Those are the best. The better made barbecue are the best. Are they your favorite they're chip? Sweet. They might be. Um, their sweet barbecue is very good, but I haven't gotten those in a while. It's okay. Um, I like a good old poker chip. Oh, jeez. We are going to be the rainbows, the rainbows interviewing people to fill in on Alex's spot for the show. <laughs> Please submit your resume to uh, at cutting out early. <laughs> we'll take DMs or emails. Oh my god! <laughs> I I receive all the emails. So I'll just delete them. <laughs> just totally neglected. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my go-to is to get the better made barbecue. Um, I was so sad going to school in Indiana for a couple of years because I didn't have better made at my grocery store. Um, that is tough. That is tough. I, I mean, believe that. I, I do really like their classic and their ridged. The uh, his mouth is watering. He can't even Alex, spit it, it out. It doesn't have to be better I'm just, made. I'm it dreaming can, of it. It can be any chip. Ah, <laughs> uh, put me on the spot. I am. Well, it was in the show sheet. So, do cheese its count? No, no, Absolutely not. That's not a chip. That's a cracker. That is a cracker. What about what, is what about Pringles, the particle board of potato chips? I hate Pringles. I can't stand Pringles. If they wanted to advertise with us, I would not eat them. <laughs> I would say, you can advertise. That's fine. We'll take your money, but I'm not eating them because they suck. <laughs> you know Pringles are like 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 potato powder pressed into that ridiculous That's shape. That's why I call them the particle board of potato chips. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. Anyone who likes Pringles needs to have their heads evaluated because they certainly don't know what a real chip is supposed to taste like. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if that's controversial or what, but Pringles, ugh, count me out. Ru- ruffles are very good. Ruffles aren't bad. Ruffles aren't bad. Ruffles are great. Yeah, they're okay. Um, they're okay. They're good for scooping. They're good for scooping, I suppose. Sour cream um, and onion dip. Oh, yeah. How do you guys feel about like the hint of lime potato chips or uh, tortilla chips? I tried a hint. Actually, kind of a coincidence. I tried a hint of lime um, potato chip like, I don't know, of, of, like a month ago. They they tasted weird. It, it tasted too artificial for me. And I know that's kind of bizarre to say, but it's like 
it, it just tasted too processed. And it was a Tostitos brand, I'll say that. And it wasn't for me. And I love lime. I love lime, and I love lime and guacamole, extra lime in the guacamole, but the chip just was not doing it for me. Man. Yeah, you're right. And all the other brands besides Tostitos, you don't get the lime flavor at all, and then Tostitos no. is just a little bit too fake, fake tasting. You know what? All right, just to settle, just to figure this out, settle I'm going to go with the Better Made Barbecue. I have to join okay. you. They're just too good. I, I, uh, it's fine. Second, close second is just Better Made Original. More than the rainbow. Classic. Rainbows are good. I always like the rainbows too, but uh, I'm not just not always in the mood for them. Sometimes I just want a good old light, crispy original. I get it. <laughs> crispy original. <laughs> well, uh, I... Uh, I want to talk about though. That sounds good. I'll have that. <laughs> if we're talking about flavors, are these new white claws that are out? Oh, um, this is big news and i i i need to hear, by the way this is the food segment of the show for anybody interested if you'd like more food segments of the show it's a great topic and we love talking about it so please <laughs> let us know and, and uh, max loves food i mean who doesn't come on now we uh, should just make it a food podcast we're not a sports podcast we're a food podcast we, <laughs> we're not a sports podcast we're an everything podcast <laughs> uh alex this is big news but i to be honest did not know about this until you told me right before the show so i i need your expertise this is like breaking news today like should, right before the show should we get Ooh, a sounder the story came out at, well i guess the story came out at about 11 this morning so but you know working all day you don't get to see it uh so white claw <laughs> Um, hang on, hang on, Alex. Wait one second, one second. We have um, potentially um, this. <laughs> what is this? I like it. It's not bad. Uh, we have breaking news <laughs> <laughs> on the Cutting Out Early podcast. Well, well, breaking news. White Claw is live. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so do you guys remember when the second variety pack came out? Maybe no. probably about a year ago with like the mango and the watermelon and clementine. I'm not as rehearsed in White Claws I as you guys I remember tr- the truly black can lemonade versions. Those, are, those were my favorite. I loved that, but this isn't truly. I'm sorry. Well, White Claw is releasing a third variety pack with <gasps> three new flavors. Three new flavors, not four. Yeah, you ready to hear? Them? Wait, not well, four. Well, the fourth, the fourth one is a, a rehash. So okay. they're they're including mango, which is one of the best, I think. They're including mango okay. and new flavors of strawberry, pineapple, and blackberry. That's a variety pack. Strawberry, pineapple, and blackberry. Yeah, and if I had to guess, I'd say the strawberry is probably going to be my least favorite, and the pineapple is going to be. Didn't, dark they, horse. didn't they just come out with like some iced tea version or something? Yes, they also just came out with an iced tea variety pack. Oh my god! Yeah, I think the I think the it, the market is getting saturated with all these flavors. I don't even know what to do. <laughs> but now listen to this: they're also coming out with a new line of drinks called White Claw Hard Seltzer Surge. Yeah, this is interesting. Which the uh, the normal White Claw is five percent alcohol by volume. The Surge is eight percent. Ooh. And it's going to come in two flavors, blood orange and cranberry. So the blood orange and cranberry. That's oh correct. God. Give me the blood orange. You can have the cranberry, not for me, but give me that it's blood orange. Like a vodka oh cranberry. Oh my God. Um, they realize that people like to sip a little bit out of the white claws and then put a little shot of vodka in there and <laughs> all set. It happens. It makes it 8%. 
Well, at least. <laughs> it depends on how much. <laughs> it depends on how much you drink out first. <laughs> Alex, um, I, I will say this. I've tried um, the high noon pineapple uh, seltzer. It's it's just vodka soda, and it's it's pineapple by high noon, which is a, a, a little lesser known seltzer brand, but it was phenomenal. I loved it. As a matter of fact, I think it was at your cottage we tried it. I oh. actually think high noons are in the canned cocktail category. Okay, well, I, okay, so this technically isn't a white closet, whatever. Um, <laughs> thank you for the clarification. But my point remains that the pineapple flavor in these type of seltzers is something that I'm a huge fan of. So <laughs> so this White Claw one is going to be one that I'm all over. This this sounds fantastic. I would be all for that pineapple. Um, the Blackberry, I would be too, honestly. The Blackberry sounds fantastic. You like mango a little more than I do. Um, the Strawberry, they all sound good. Um, honestly, you, you can have the mango. I, I like the other three probably a little better. That's fine by me. I really like the mango. I think Even that's... the pineapple. That might be their best flavor. I have high hopes for the pineapple. <laughs> I, I like their lime. I, I I really like their lime. I'm a lime. Oh, the guy. lime is great too. The lime's the really lime good. The lime is delicious. It's, you guys, it sounds like Caritos. You know the uh, the Mexican soda that has all the different flavors. No, I, I guess Caritos. Yeah, with real cane sugar. Exactly. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the the surge is actually a good idea because I think that people sometimes reach for those other seltzers that maybe little higher percentage like the like the natural ones the the, the natty seltzers um there's a few others that are like six or seven percent. you have to do less work to get where you want to go exactly you know it's just more it's, it's all about being efficient <laughs> um so they're just capitalizing on that market but zach i will say this i think you are right about the market being oversaturated i don't think just with the number of flavors that say white claw has but i think every single drink company and this can go for both beer companies and uh, liquor companies they're both trying to get into the seltzer market they've been doing so for the past few years is, is this gonna keep going i mean there, there are so many brands of seltzers out there it's it's honestly overwhelming there's, there's a list out there that's the 26 best tasting <laughs> 26 is that 26 brands or are some of them just like different flavors no I, brand? um i don't know i i, I would assume there's more than one because the top one is the uh white claw the iced tea actually the ones we talked about earlier the iced tea variety pack is the top one on this Seriously? list yeah i yeah. try that alex can you explain to the listeners what the difference is between a uh canned cocktail and a seltzer yeah wait, wait. uh not ex- not exactly but <laughs> i believe exactly. at least just from reading the cans that seltzers typically are a malt liquor beverage so it's like a syrup and i don't know uh, some sort of like brewed drink or a canned cocktail is what it sounds like a cocktail mixed and put into a can gosh truly is only 19 on this list that's horrible oh the truly lemonade is fantastic oh, it's a 19 on this list <laughs> is so. a high new what where is this list from the variety bag delish.com oh they're good yeah. delish.com yeah i like delish.com they put out good content yeah absolutely is high noon pineapple on there uh no the grapefruit is seven you mean the high noon grapefruit? High noon grapefruit is seven. Not the pineapple? I don't think no. I see the pineapple. Oh, my goodness. That's not good. Oh, my all, God. It's so hard for me to tell these all. All the cans look the same. <laughs> Do you, Would you say that there's an oversaturation in this market for brands? I haven't even heard of some of these. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like what? Can we, I, I want to hear some brands. There's names. a Paps one? You yeah, the PBR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wild Berry. You know, by the way, really, 16. really quick, Paps also has a, uh, a hard coffee that they sell. That's interesting. Have you had that, Alex? I've seen it in the store, but I've not had it. Are you interested in trying it? Mm, maybe. Can you try it uh, and let us know? Sure. Send <laughs> some over. I don't even like coffee. Send, <laughs> send some over. <laughs> we'll see if we can arrange that. When are we going to get our advertisements going? Because this is good stuff. Bud Light. So Bud Light has two on this list, four and five. There's the Platinum Seltzer and just the Bud Light Regular Seltzer. And that's five. So the, the Platinum is four. I don't know what the difference is except the price. Let but. me ask you guys Let me ask you guys a question. And I'm not exactly sure why these seltzer companies have elected to do this. But... Maybe this is a hot take. I don't know. I feel like it could be. So there could be a potential hot take coming. I am Uh-oh. I am not a fan as much with uh, – I should, let me say this. It's not a big deal for me. I prefer the standard beer can over the taller, skinnier seltzer can. And and I, I, it's a it, number of reasons. Uh, koozies are made for the beer can. Cup holders are made for the beer can. It fits better in your hand. And it just is a more enjoyable drinking experience, I think, with that shape. I, and, and one of the things is, a lot of times these are consumed on a boat. Cup holders are not made <laughs> for The tall... average American is consuming these on a boat, man. Well, or a cup holder in a chair or something, <laughs> a lawn chair or in a stadium or something. I don't know. But cup holders were not designed for those tall, skinny cans. I don't know why they just didn't make them in a standard can. You know? At least that's my thought. If they made seltzers in a standard size can... That would be at least my preference, but who knows? I'm, I'm probably out. Max, I'm going to get you. Because if you drink out of a skinny can, then you stay skinny. Oh, is that what it is? God. <laughs> should have figured that out. <laughs> I'm going to get you some of this Willie's Super Bro uh, sparkling pineapple and lime. It's in the standard can, and it's pineapple and lime, your two, your two favorite flavors. Pineapple and lime combined in the same drink. Yeah, absolutely. What what brand is this? Willie's Super Brew. <laughs> I want to have a drink by a company called Willie's Super Brew. I don't even know if you can buy them in the U- in, in Michigan, so we should. Uh, I was trying to get this one. It's made with real fruit. All, they all say <laughs> I'm that. Sure. Who knows what that really means? <laughs> if you ever had a syrupy artif- wait, if you've ever had a syrupy artificial tasting pineapple flavored seltzer, you may have wondered whether or not the makers of the drink ever tried pineapple in its original form. This is not the case with Willie's. <laughs> Willie, <laughs> Willie knows what the hell he's doing. <laughs> the pineapple, the pineapple taste is fresh and real, and its sweetness is offset by just a dash of sour lime. Sign me up, Zach. I and the standard can shape. Where, where so. do they sell it? And it's the standard can shape. I don't know. Well, we'll have to find it for you, Max. Oh my God. That's right up my alley. That could be. What's the percentage? Does it say? Um, that it does not say. Well, that sounds like something that I would really enjoy, even though I've never heard of them. There's some Jose Cuervo versions. See, that's the thing. Liquor companies and beer companies can both get into this. It's because it's like both of their markets. Yeah. You know, Michelob Ultra, and that's number two. The Michelob Ultra behind the uh, iced tea uh, white claws. What's number one? The iced tea. Even white claws. Costco has one. Do they? Kirkland? Isn't it's, it's Max? Not, isn't the uh, Crooks and Marker a Costco brand? It was Costco or Sam's. Um, Sam sells one, and Costco sells another. I can't remember if Crooks and Marker is at Costco or Sam's. It's one of the two. I just remember having one at your house that one time, and it was delicious. Crooks, they are really good. There's something special about Crooks and Marker. I think it's because they're like a little higher in carb. Um, they have more like real sugar in it, 
and um, mm-hmm. it's not something that uh, that'll do it. <laughs> I thought the I thought the the seltzer was good for the uh, low you know low calorie low carb. It drink. is. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's 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 amazing for low carb, but you got to be careful because there are some brands out there who are trying to get a little you know a little uh, out there and and say like we're not going to fall in line with the boring seltzers. We're going to make ours with real sugar or or extra fruit juice or something. And then you got to look at the carbs. It's like oh, this is like almost like the same carbs as a beer, like seven or eight grams of carbs in one drink. You would know you are a carb expert. Of course, of course, I am. As a matter of fact, I gotta get back on that train. <laughs> I know it's been tough, um, but yeah, I mean, most of them, most of them are um, very, very low carb. Like like one gram of carb per per drink, per per twelve ounce can. So it's tough to go wrong. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, it's a great alternative to beer if you're on a low carb diet. I mean, beer's fine, but I always think it's some beer at least is just like liquid bread. I've always said that liquid bread. It really is. Think about it. Alex, I think you've said that before. I, I would agree with that. I mean, if you're drinking a Guinness, you're you're having a nice heavy milkshake, basically. <laughs> I always think of those like wheat ales as having like a big slice of sourdough bread. <laughs> like if you took sourdough bread, melted it down, and put a little alcohol in it, there's like a nice wheat ale, something mm. like that. I, I know. It, well, of course it's good. It sounds but... delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay, we will. Uh, We'll be keeping an eye on this uh, before we get out of the uh, food topic. The other thing I saw, and this is something that I've—I uh, don't know the last time I've ever been to an IHOP. Have you? When was the last time you've been at an IHOP? I can't remember. I don't even know if I've ever been. I, I must have gone like once. Yeah, once in my life, maybe ten years. Are you an IHOP fan, Alex? Uh, I can't remember the last time I went. Do you remember like? what it was seven or eight years ago they had this this concept called baconalia and it was pretty much everything on their menu could be ordered with bacon and it was a it was a tremendous success i think i have no idea but uh as of today april 13th ihop is releasing a bacon obsession menu with steakhouse premium bacon maple bacon milkshakes and more that's too much Okay, so this is something that I'm curious to hear your thoughts with. So bacon lovers everywhere, take note. Some people just love bacon. Some people are obsessed with bacon. I like bacon. I don't necessarily like it on things. I like it almost on the side. Like if I'm getting eggs or something, a side of bacon. That's great. But this is a new menu introduced today. A steakhouse premium bacon with a maple glaze and limited menu items like steakhouse premium bacon burger candied bacon pancakes and a maple bacon milkshake see it's like it, it it's too much like sure you like bacon but that's just bacon overload like don't you want to like v- like have a variety of flavors the bacon milkshake is also ridiculous i don't think i'd ever order would that. you ever try that no why would you do that you're just obsessed with bacon i guess does bacon make everything bilker no <laughs> Absolutely not. Beer. You can no. get it on a burger. I don't think it should be on waffles. I don't think it should be on pancakes. That looks weird. Along with the bacon, the special menu is available through June 13th and also features the Steakhouse Premium Bacon Breakfast Combo for $10.99, <laughs> the Steakhouse BLT for 10 bucks, the Oreo and Bacon Waffle Sunday for $4.99. Why? So the An problem Oreo is I really, I really do like bacon, but I don't like the kind of bacon you get at a place like IHOP. I don't like like but, the thin diner bacon. Alex, I like this is different. Thick cut bacon. This is different. They've changed it. They said it's like steakhouse thick bacon. 
Is it though? I don't know. Why does it have to Look have Oreos it. and bacon? Look at the pictures. That's thick I bacon. No, oh, well, pull up the story. It's behind, it's behind a paywall. <laughs> no, it's not behind a paywall. <laughs> oh, I'm not disabling my ad blocker. Well, for God's sake. Um, all of the I items go are ad free. Sorry, you stay today. <laughs> all of the items are available for dining in and takeout, except for the Oreo and bacon waffle Sunday, which uh, they say is recommended to eat in restaurants because it might not travel well. <laughs> the Sunday. Oh my God. Oh my. I, it sounds no. Awful. You wouldn't have it. That sounds awful. There's a picture of it right here. But they're saying it's like thicker bacon. Like I understand what you're saying, Alex. I dislike that thin, shitty, like the uh, crunchy, continental breakfast yeah, bacon the, as well. Like, yeah. yeah. Not me. I like a thick cut. That's always what I like. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. Would, would not your thing, Zach? Not your thing. No, I don't think bacon needs to go on everything. I agree. You can have BLTs. BLTs are good. Oh, I love BLTs. But the tomato's the star of the BLT. You think so? I do. Because what about some... the lettuce? <laughs> the lettuce no, is just you need there. a nice, like, thick steak cut tomato. Absolutely, Alex is right. It's got to be. Well, I, first of all, I love BLTs. I eat them a lot in the summer. But when you have a BLT with like a fresh homegrown tomato that's that's what you do that's the only way to eat a blt where it's a nice cut it like thick. a tuna steak like three or four inches <laughs> thick. alex Throw isn't wrong three or four it. inches thick massive a massive tomato slice wow i agree 100 percent agree wow tomato's a star of a blt the bacon's there to help it the, the, the lettuce there is give it a little texture nice toasted piece of bread a little yeah. sourdough bacon just washes it down my mouth is watering sorry i mayo. can't talk hey uh, by the way do you want to know a blt trick yeah, let's hear it. Most people just put the toast or the bread in the toaster. They toast it, slap the mayo on, and then assemble it, which is fine. But here's the trick. Assemble it with untoasted bread first. But don't put mayo on. Everything else. The bacon, the lettuce, the tomato. Uh, do that and then butter the outside of the bread. Put it in a skillet or a griddle. Like a panini. Like a panini, oh, but a flat, no. on a flat top. And then, oh, no, 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 because then you end up with soggy, warm lettuce and tomato. All right, then leave that off until you toast the bread. So toast the bread first on the flat top, on the skillet, butter the outsides, get it nice and crisp and toasty and yummy instead of just a dry toaster, and then you can assemble it. Boom, <laughs> boom, right there. I, I kind of disagree. Oh, I kind of disagree. Wait, Alex, Alex, I tell you what, I'm going to make you one both ways. <laughs> I'm going to make you one both ways this summer, and you tell me. The other good thing about putting it in a skillet is that the inside of the bread isn't all hard and, and crunchy. The outside's a nice crunch, but the well, you can't nice toast it. You can't overtoast it. I know, but when you toast it, you're toasting both sides. You don't need the inside toasted. You just put the toaster on like a one setting, get just a little crispiness, Alex, but not overdone. Alex, Alex. And don't you, it, it, with that thick cut of tomato you guys are working with, don't you, you, you need something a little like more firm, right? Otherwise it's just going to leak right through the blood. It's and, his, and it's no his, mayo. It's his, oh, well, he doesn't like mayo. No mayo. He's not a sauce. You need mayo. Yeah, what the hell? It, 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 he doesn't like mayo. That's disgusting. He doesn't like sauce. That's a whole different, we could spend a whole I, day on that. I've warmed up to sauce, but. <laughs> warmed up. At 25. It's it's mainly just mayo and ranch. I can't do. You can't do ranch. You're not only crazy, you're dumb. You know what's you know what's my like, my, my my when my fat person comes out inside of me. <laughs> Here we go. I, I I dip the pizza in the ranch. That's like my guilty pleasure. That's not unusual. There's nothing wrong with A lot that. of people do that. I know, but I just feel like it's extra like horrible. <laughs> I, I used to I used to talk. Well, yeah, it, it adds is. about. You know, doubles the calories. <laughs> and it's already, already pretty behind. I, I used to see kids in elementary school, like, get pizza, the shitty elementary school pizza, and then dip it in ranch. I thought it was disgusting. I still kind of do, but I've done it. 
it's not bad. It's pretty good. Um, Alex, I'm going to make you a BLT each way. I'm going to do the same thing for you, Zach, and you can tell me which one's better. Plus, when it, the, the inside is soft, the, the, the gooiness of the tomato is kind of absorbed in the bread. It doesn't just spill out. It's it's. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm going to need to see it to believe it. I. You will. You will. Um, but uh, really quick, also, um, IHOP, by the way, that, you know, I want to try some of these things. I, I don't know if I'm going to like it, but, you know, just to be a man of the world and cultured. Give these things a try, so I can talk about them. Yeah, in IHOP, yeah. You know, it's a it's a point of discussion. Uh, but in 2012, Jack in the Box had a limited bacon shake. A year earlier, uh, Denny's had a maple bacon sundae as part of its Baconalia festival. That was Denny's, not IHOP. I apologize. Denny's was the Baconalia. Yeah, it's terrible. How could you make that mistake? I'm so sorry. We're gonna get sued by Denny's. <laughs> a maple bacon sundae. Um, but also, if you uh, like pancakes in general, for the month of April, IHOP is running a National Pancake Day promotion. Um, so there you go. You have to join their My Hop Club. How clever! Uh, by March 31st, which oh, too bad, too late. Um, <laughs> but there's still an offer for those who didn't sign up. Oh, through- look who's look who's reading old articles now. No, it's not an old article. It's new. It's new because it says through April 30th, and with a <laughs> the article was written today. Thank you very much. Through, and I don't even know why they put this in here. I'm. Uh, mad at the writer, actually. I'm going to write a letter to the editor. Um, through <laughs> April 30th, with a minimum of $10 purchase, get a free short stack with a coupon at IHOP.com. There you go. So Beautiful. Uh, that is the latest with bacon in the world of food. <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad we went over that. I was very concerned. <laughs> Big developments in the world of bacon. I would say so. Um... <laughs> Uh, so there we go. Uh, by the way, have you heard an update on Britney Spears, Zach? Since you, you no, really I know. I'm, I'm, I was reading this in the show sheet. I, you're the Britney Spears expert. I'm kind of relying on you. I know. And I, I am uninformed. Britney, uh, by the way, she's okay. And she's flattered. Just so everyone knows. About what? She's flattered about what? The concern that everyone has for her and like people reaching out. Blocked article. Alex, <laughs> I'm, I'm clicking on it and. There's no ads. You're fine. On the USA Today one. Um, I'm on page six. Britney Spears posted a, a video addressing fans concerned with her life. Um, let's hear from her. I'm kind of curious. I'll try to pull this up on Instagram. Is it a 10-minute video? No, it's a minute 34. Okay. Um, so she says in the comp. By the way, this was posted by her yesterday. This would have been on uh, Monday the 12th. She wrote as a caption... So this video for Just a Touch of Rose was shot last year. I guess Just a Touch of Rose is like some, isn't that some project she's working on? Um, uh, anyway, I don't know what it is. It's some stupid project she's working on. Who knows? Uh, she's probably being forced to do it. Uh, these specific takes have never been seen, so it's sort of new to me. I have over 10 minutes of video for the Rose project, and trust me, that's a lot. Happy to share, especially with a world that is empathetic and concerned with my life. What can I say? I'm flattered. Here's to another beautiful summer of popsicles and sunbathing. I think it. I think it has to do with her free Britney movement. Uh, the roses. Let's see what the video is. So there she is in front of a tree outside. She's she's looking at the camera. She's just. Oh, a tree. That's a sign. Is that a sign? Is this dress a sign, Zach? It's got no shoulders. Is that a sign? 
No, it's got to be the roses. Just like she has no freedom. <laughs> She's not... What is she doing? Is she singing this? She's not... Her, her lips are not moving. It's like overdubbed and she's literally just staring oh, at the camera. She's staring. Because she's a puppet. I think you're right. This is just weird. I don't, well, she's not doing anything. She's just standing there. You can't sing. You can't dance. So what do you want me to say? This... I, I swear to God. She... It, these are all... Like, she has all these posts with the same, like... This is pretty much the worst video ever made. <laughs> this is horrible. What is she... Is this a signs act? This has got to be some sign. This is too weird to be normal. This is way too bizarre to be normal. I'm serious. It's It's been... A, 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 we're at a minute 24, and there's 10 seconds to go. She's just staring at the camera. With a, with a song playing over it. Is this her song? I don't even know. Oh, yeah. That's her. That's her. Uh, no, thanks. I'm not watching it again. Are you sure? That's pretty good. You liked it? <laughs> no. I don't know. What is she doing? I, I Okay. If, if you took a video of yourself in front of a camera for a minute and a half, and you're just kind of swaying there. You're looking at the camera. Your, your lips are not moving. You're just kind of swaying around. You're, you're in a you're in a shoulderless top. I don't I don't know what you would call that. It's a, it that must be a new fashion statement. I have no idea. But she is absolutely flattered that people are so empathetic and concerned with her life. So uh I, I guess she's doing okay. Listen, wait, listen to this. This is the meaning behind the Project Rose. Yeah. The Project Rose is supposedly a personal project. Brittany told fans, a lot of people have been saying a lot of my posts are not new, but they're they are old. But that but just to let you guys know, none of my pictures or posts have been more than a month old. Yes, I know. I wear the same top seven or same top seventeen times, but it's part of a new project. Project Rose. And you'll be seeing way more of Project Rose in my future. However, some of the fans are concerned that Brittany is being forced to say this and that Project Rose has a much darker meaning. So you don't really know what it means. Interesting. It's, uh, who knows what that is? That's very cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's good to see that she's doing okay. <laughs> we're, we're, thoughts and prayers are with her. And I'm glad that she's flattered. I'm very glad that she's flattered for our concerns. I mean, that's what a great response. I, yeah, I was concerned. <laughs> She has been. She has been giving us signs. Has she asked any signs uh, recently? Any uh, any updates I mean, with this? No, I, I. She had the big court case, and I don't think anything happened be, like during it. So did other news just kind of like replace it? Yeah, kind I think of. more important stuff in the world happened. Or it's like, okay, we, we we really don't care about you. I'm sorry. There's more <laughs> stuff that the public needs to concern itself with. <laughs> Maybe it's clear as day. Well, uh, we'll be thinking of her, and we'll be looking for Project Rose. Project Rose, yes. I'm very is, curious. Is there a release date? No, it just she was very cryptic. You'll, you'll be seeing more of it in the future, though. Mm, so, okay. Follow her on Instagram. You'll you'll, you'll see. Uh, do you boys want to get out of here? I think that's all we had today. Yeah. Might I as think well. that's that's it. Uh, Tigers are just starting up. Maybe oh. go catch a little bit of that. Oh yeah, I would like to. Um, and well, anyway, uh, find us on uh, on Twitter at Cutting Out Early. Instagram, cuttingoutearly.podcast. You can send us an email 
uh, give us some food recommendations for next week. That'd be good. Uh, cutting out early dot podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we still have to do our Detroit uh, we'd like pizza to give uh, a special th- reviews, don't we, Alex? <laughs> oh, yeah, eventually. Um, special thanks to Max's brother, Alex, for joining us today. Really yes. enjoyed having him on to talk to Red Wings. Hope you guys liked it too. Uh, let us know. Send us an email. We'll pass along uh, any message you have to Alex if you want to <laughs> ask him a question. Uh, he's a Red Wings insider. Uh, so make sure to get back to us. And uh, thanks for listening. Absolutely. We appreciate it, as always. And uh, see you guys next week. Next Tuesday? Next Tuesday. We'll see if I got my vaccine by then. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> see you guys next week. See ya. See ya. See ya.